So up next on the You Eat or Nothing Yet podcast, we have a lady that just oozes suaveness in every word that she sings. She has played the length and breadth of the country with her fellow bandmates, from the legendary Whelans in Dublin to Body and Soul at Electric Picnic. Her voice is full of soul, attitude and life that when you listen to her, you can't help but want to get up and dance and move. This lady that I'm chatting next is so busy that I'm over the moon. She has been able to squeeze me into her very busy schedule. Lead vocalist Toshing, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for the kind words. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. First of all, I got to ask. So I, I, I have my nails painted, but I just seen your nails there. How do you operate with such long nails on? I actually just do. Um, I worked in Nando's for four years where I wasn't allowed to do my nails. And like, it was true, like my college years. And it was like the worst, you know, and like, oh, I'm such a girly girl. I love getting my nails. And so as soon as I left Nando's, like I get, I, I have not. I have not not got my nails done you know so I'm so <laughs> used to them and it's yeah. only been like it's been less than a year but I get my nails done every month my appointment's booked like a month in advance like <laughs> they know you're calling pretty much they know it's just it's part of me you know so it's I'm so used to getting it done like there is some odd things like putting on like a necklace and stuff I can't I mm. can't do that but <laughs> I live with my best friend so it's so handy I just get her to do it for me happy days happy days well, look I'm just going to get stuck in um, sort of just like you know tell us who you are um, and like you're a lady that has so many strings to your bow like so what do you do or what do you do with yourself so yeah first firstly I'm I'm Toshin I currently live in Dublin but I'm actually from Dundalk um, I've lived in Dublin the last seven years and I just graduated from college actually last October I studied mm-hmm. music Dublin thank you Jesus it was so hard <laughs> um, but I am yeah I'm graduated now so right now in my life I am working in Soho Vegan Butcher as a supervisor slash waiter and tasty tasty spot by the way I have to I have yeah. to say as well I've been there thank you thank you yes best vegan food in Dublin 100% I can't can't even can't fight <laughs> I run my band Toshin which is a six-piece soul funk band um in dublin i do some baking on the side i have a little baking business i don't really tell people about that like just the people who know come to me for my treats <laughs> i'm in the african gospel choir as well um i also teach um singing in walton school of music and i also do private singing lessons as well can you yeah. give me some of your talent because <laughs> you're just take it. it's flipping annoying it's so annoying because like <laughs> I feel like God has given me so many talents and I have to use them all because like, you know, you only live once. I know yeah. that's such a like cliche thing to say probably. Like you only live once, but I, you know, <laughs> I believe in living and actually living, you know. So yeah. I literally busy every minute of the day, every week. There's not a week that I'm just like, okay, it's quiet unless like mm. I actually just take a holiday and leave the country. <laughs> and like, even when I do leave the country, like I was in Brussels, was the last week I was in Brussels. Uh-huh. And like, I was doing phone calls for like, music stuff and like planning gigs and and plan I'm, i have a big show coming up we'll probably talk about it later mm-hmm. so um i was just planning that while i was away in brussels you know i had like one day where i was just like in brussels but like the other <laughs> like like in and out oh it's my life but i chose you know fair play if you enjoy it and you're you know you, you love being busy that's the main thing i do i love being busy i i can't like have a day off like today is my day off from the restaurant but like mm. I'm getting my hair done today and I'm going to bake today and I'm going to cook today and I'm going to prep for what I have <laughs> for the rest of the week. So it's just not really a day off, you know? No bother tell you. But tell me this, right? Where did you get the, the bug for music? Was it a family thing? Were, you know, were you always good at singing? You mentioned that you, you, know, you sing in a choir as well. I, I actually get asked this question a lot and like, I love to lie and be like, um, yeah, my mom, my mom's a singer. But like, 
no one in my family can sing or do anything. <laughs> it's literally just me. Um, thank God. I think I'm going to start it now for my own immediate family. That you know, my kids will say my mom could sing. Thank God, because mm. I can't say that about my family. But um, how did I start to sing? Was when I was maybe like twelve. My mom forced me um into the church choir. Um, I'm like a big, big church goer, and I'm. I believe in God and like my, I have a really strong faith. Mm. So growing up, my mom would always push me um, into the church choir and be like, oh, you have to start singing, you have to start singing. And I don't even think she ever heard me sing before. She's just like, you know, it's just, it's such a Nigerian thing to just like force your kids into doing things they don't want to do. You know? <laughs> but like, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my mom for doing that to me because that's how it kind of started for me. So I got into the church choir and I remember like, um, my choir master choir leader then he seen something in me and then he just kept pushing me and pushing me and like I was just like there's like 10 10 of us who just joined the choir like why are you always at me like why are you always pushing me <laughs> What's I'm also for, always pushing me but I'm thankful for him as well you know for pushing me and like letting me do things that I was uncomfortable like I was uncomfortable doing mm. so for example like on one Sunday he made me sing lead in front of like hundreds of people in church and I remember my brother and was making faces at me he was in the crowd and he was making faces at me and I remember just start bawling my eyes out crying like singing like oh happy day just crying <laughs> so hard but I couldn't I was not allowed to like leave the stage I had yeah. to just keep singing. Yeah, I, had to do it. <laughs> I had to keep singing and then I remember going home and I was like oh god my mom's gonna kill me and um, my mom was like no 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 you're fine and um, you know just picture people in their underwear and like just you know get that confidence and I remember when she said that I was kind of like no i don't want to visualize people that's it <laughs> no in like no i'm not doing that so then that's where i kind of began to have this alter ego you know like you know i was like okay i'm not going to visualize people in their, in their underwear i'm just going to mm. pretend i'm a different person and i'm just going to like leave toast toast in um at home and then when i come to church and when i sing on stage i'm going to be a different person and mm. i didn't i didn't even realize this until I got to college that like oh god this is what you're doing you're actually not being yourself you're just being a completely different person and that's where Toshin came along you know mm-hmm. Toshin she's my alter ego she's crazy she's just she has so much confidence she doesn't even think twice before she does something you know whereas Tosin is just very like timid and very quiet and very like reserved and like how yeah. are you yeah thank <laughs> you Tosin is what you'll get in Silver Vegan Butcher but then once you um, come come to one of my shows or come to my singing lessons you get Toshin crazy okay. crazy like that, having that sort of that alter ego is, you know, sort of been like a coping mechanism. Does it still help? Does it still help as much as it did, you know, previously? It hundred percent does. And I was actually having a conversation with someone about this the other day that, like, so, like, I didn't even realize. Like, I think I was doing something in work, and mm. I was nervous. And then I started like talking in a different accent, and I was just like, "Oh my god, that's how Toshin started." Because Toshin, like, she's American, she's from South Carolina, and she puts on this massive American accent. She did at the start, like now, like Toshin kind of comes in and out of the American accent, yeah, and yeah. like, oh, you know, she's because that's because I'm comfortable. Do you know, I'm so uh, comfortable uh. with my fans and the people. But like, if I'm playing like in a different county or something, I the American accent will come out immediately because of like it's like a nerve thing. But it's how oh. I come over the nerves you know it's just like i'm a different person it's yeah. crazy like it's a bit mad it's a bit mad but i'm not a psycho i promise <laughs> i'm staying i promise yeah. but yeah fair play fair play well look tell me this what about like your like your influences in terms of music um like i said later on we're going to be chatting about sort of your aretha franklin stuff that's coming up yeah, um, yeah. so but who influences you like um in terms of like who do you like to listen to or who did you sort of maybe um you know so, my biggest influences 
Um, I say it's like different every season. Like, do you know the way like Vogue has like Vogue the magazine <laughs> would have like a different cover every yeah, yeah. every that's like me. It's, it's every season is different, you know, winter, summer. I don't know. Spring, but summer, autumn, or fall. <laughs> literally, I have new influence every every month mm. or every few months. But um, I say what the artist that really inspired me growing up was like obviously church artists like Ty Tribbish and um oh I can't even remember her name, Ty Tribbish. There's one woman, um, Tasha Cobbs, she was like big gospel influence to me okay. um all the gospel artists they were like influenced me so much and um, mm-hmm. donnie mclaughlin um and then obviously aretha franklin like aretha franklin was in the radar when i was growing up like she definitely influenced me mm-hmm. but like obviously now that i'm older and i understand her story yeah you know she influenced me even the more like um watching respect um her movie i seen that three times in cinema when it came Great out film. it was just amazing film and it was it was like the more I watched it, I like from different angles. I like I recognize things about her life from different angles. You know, it wasn't mm. the same. I didn't learn the same thing every time I went there. Mm. I learned something new every time, and I I can't even I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, I know I'm gonna do something new. You know, and um, she was so strong, and you know she always fought for the fought for females, and her and um her and Martin Luther King worked together, which was so inspiring as well. I didn't even know that they worked together. You know, and like she her music as well that like, just truly moves me and just the passion she has she never gave up she never no. gave, up, gave up and she never she went through so much in her life but she never let that put her down or put her music down and I feel like that's the same with me like I've been through so much mm. um growing up and as an artist and as black as being a black woman in Ireland mm. I've been through so much but like I'm not I'm not gonna let that ever like stop me from doing music or ever like just put me down you know so I'm just so grateful for Aretha Franklin and another another band who really influenced me when I started Toshin were a band called Tank and the Bangas. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're from New Orleans. Okay. Oh, you have to. That's good. Start to Yeah, Tank and the Bangas. They're from New Orleans and they've actually came to Ireland twice. They've played, no, maybe three times. I've seen them in the Sugar Club twice and... I've also seen, I they also played that at Body and Soul Festival. I wasn't there, but I heard they were amazing. Um, they're literally, I like, they are, the only way I can describe Tank of the Bangas is they are Tesco and I'm probably like Aldi. Like, <laughs> you know, Tesco was like up there. Like, you know, if you want to go to Tesco and get those expensive things and get everything you want, you can go to Tesco, but Aldi, you get the knockoff and, you know, the semi better thing. So I'm like the Aldi version of Tank of the Bangas. And like, they're just so, everyone says, like, all me mates who like love Tank of the Bangas and they, and they come see Toshi and they're like, you guys are literally like the same people. I'm not like a knockoff. I'm like, mm. we're similar. We're similar, <laughs> but we're not the same. But um, they're just they inspire me so 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 much. Um, are you a fan of Britney not- Hard at all? And Alabama Britney- Shakes? Yes, 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 yes. I I did um give me all your love for one of my exams in college. Oh. One of my exams, I am I love love them. Like she's amazing. Yeah. She's the queen, queen, queen. Yeah, <laughs> definitely influenced me as well. And like the soulful but rocky kind of. You know, she can be so soulful, but then yeah. they have like rock element to them as well, you know. And that's with Toshin as well. So definitely, um, they've definitely influenced me as well. And yeah, just so many great artists. Like I just I just love music. I just I can't. like even yeah. sometimes when I talk about music, I get so passionate, I just want to cry, you know. I'm just so <laughs> I'm so grateful 
to be given this talent to be able to sing and mm. i'm so grateful for my parents as well because coming from a nigerian culture and nigerian mm. background and um, to go home to your parents and tell them that hey mom and dad yeah i want to study music in college is like no do you know it's a yeah, big no yeah it does yeah it does happen okay yeah yeah you know so from for my parents to allow me to actually study music for six years and mm. for my parents to support me is just different it's just i'm so grateful you know because i see a lot of my um nigerian or black friends who they're like studying law or business or you know medicine and like they truly want to be musicians but they don't have the opportunities yeah know? i want to bring you right back to i think it was 2018 you played the famous whelan's um launched your first single boy listen first of all how did that feel to play whelan's and can you sort of tell me what the song's about yeah um so how did it feel to play whelan's was amazing i remember mm. I was in college and I was just like, you know, like Whedon's, oh my God, I'm playing Whedon's because I'm obviously, you know, Whedon's is one of the most iconic um, venues in, in Dublin. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I'm playing Whedon's. And I remember I sold out the concert. It was upstairs. Whedon's upstairs. I think capacity was like 150. And I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I remember selling that and it was just great. And then I actually played Whedon's. It was the last gig I, I played last year, um, the first November. And we played downstairs, the main yeah. venue. And oh, yes. So that I and I was just like you know it was full circle moment like what the hell you know Whelan's is just a great place to play great staff um, Dave um, Dave Allen as well he runs um, he runs it it's just great mm. great 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 I highly recommend mm. uh, and the song Boy Listen Boy Listen was my first single I've ever released and it's just about you know as a woman to stand your ground and don't take crap from men don't take you shit. know so- don't take any shit from any guy. So that's kind of what it's about. You know? So I think I was in a relationship back then. And yeah. um, I think I just got out of the relationship. And I was just like, you know, the guy just, you know, he just never listened to me. And he never did what I wanted him to do. Or like, he just never made me feel good. So you mm. know what? I was just like, I just said, and in the lyrics of this, it does say, um, boy, listen to me now. If you want me to stay, you better man up and say, because I won't be around. And when the moon goes full and you're through playing games. So I was just like, here. And I've stand by, I've stood by that for my whole life since that relationship. You know, like if I'm in a relationship, I'm not getting what I want and I'm not happy. You know what? Mm. I'm not going to, not staying around. See you later. You know, there's plenty of opportunity. I suppose relationships have to be, you know, a give and a take. Do you know what I mean? And when it's all give, 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 and there's nothing coming back, there's definitely, you know. Hell no. And I've been given, you know, given, yeah. given, given, given. And I'm just done. done, done. <laughs> Finish that shit, right? <laughs> you there. Are you gone? Well, I want to chat about uh, another one of your singles, um, Girl Go Off. And firstly, number one, who done the artwork for that single? Fucking brilliant. Um, oh, and- so good. Yeah, um, so it's an artist. I I have to maybe um, you can tag her on to the podcast. Uh-huh. I think her name. I have to figure out her name. Oh, it's actually um his name. Sorry, his name was Pete. Um, I actually can't remember. It was Good so lad, long Pete. ago. <laughs> yeah, go on, Pete. But Pete did that, and he absolutely slayed it. I remember I was actually in Barcelona, um, and I was telling him I was like, I need, I need like a like an iconic iconic yeah, cover yeah. for this track because this song is by woman empowerment and it's just you know it's just what i believe in i'm such a feminist like mm. such a feminist, and it's what i believe in and then um, i remember he was like right send me a picture of yourself and i literally did and then i remember he did the picture and it was just like a small square and i was just like it's not what i i need something better i need something bigger yeah and then he bold goddamn <laughs> absolutely iconic do you know actually it was one of those do you know that like iconic picture of the woman in the red bandana and she uh-huh. has like the big 
yeah that's actually what was inspired it was inspired <laughs> i was like i want like a ghetto version i want like a black version of that. <laughs> you know, ghetto it out so that's what he did and he absolutely slayed slayed yeah. that it looks but, good um, to be fair girl go off is a anthem for female empowerment mm. and probably my most favorite toshin song to sing and to play and um it just gives me all the good feelings like you know just like so like i'm an instigator and very it, it's yeah it's very much you know like it's very much with the attitude like I'll, I'll not be fucking told to sit down and shut up sort of thing exactly you know? exactly you know um and i'm just telling like oh i'm trying to think of the lyrics here um yeah i think one of the most iconic lyrics is like for a time um for a time it was how you planted the tree but when you take a bite you know it came from me do you know yeah. like um it's just great and it's just for all the women i wrote that for all the women in the world just mm. and especially what happened to um ashley murphy you know um, and yeah. that song kept playing in my head you know we should just uh, we're, we are all that we need we grind till we own it you know and that's mm. where like sometimes we are all we can have and it's great to have like different communities where i'm there's just so many women like in the choir we do have a couple of lads but in the choir i'm in african gospel choir but it's just great to have that woman community and like that friendship between all of us like if i ever need anything mm. you know just always go to these people so i'm grateful sort of when you talk about like the community feeling and been able to sort of connect with people and that seems to be something that is definitely within just you as a person not just in your music over lockdown we all sort of missed the 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 thing of being with people being sitting in yeah. front of somebody whether it be a pub or a cafe or out for a walk and being able to talk and debate and argue and slag each other and to laugh and to joke mm-hmm. like did you miss performing over lockdown and how did you get over or how did you sort of get on during like the lockdowns and sort of COVID times yeah, I I remember I, I lived in my old house. I lived in Tala back then mm-hmm. during lockdown. And I actually just, I can feel myself like if I ever go back into my old room, I'll probably burst out crying. Because I remember just being stuck there and I was just so depressed. I was just like, because mm. I'm such a busy person. I, I'm constantly like doing something. So there's obviously a period of time where I just couldn't work for like maybe 10 days. And I was just like, what's going on here? And like, it was yeah. just, it, and it, it reminds me of my song, um, Knock Knock. You know, there's a part in Knock Knock where it's just like feeling trapped inside this big mind of mine, Knock Knock Game Yes. And I remember during lockdown, like that was just in my head. Like I just visualize my visualize myself, like my room closing up in and um, closing up on me. And it was very tough. And the only way I could think that I actually got through that was keeping myself busy in work. So I worked in Nando's back then mm-hmm. and um, we were open for takeaways. I was just like, give me all the shifts, give yeah. me all the shifts. You know, I don't even want the money. Just get me out of my yeah. house. Get out of the house you sort know? of thing. Yeah. Exactly, and it was tough um, not being able to gig, but I, I'm thankful for, like, the the Irish government, they gave um, some, like, um, funds. Money, yeah. But, yeah, so it allowed, like, venues to put on, like, um, video, like, live, um, live stream kind of mm-hmm. gigs, so mm-hmm. I was grateful to be able to do some of those kind of things. I was grateful to have the X Collective, so I'm in a collective called the X Collective, and they they did a lot of online stuff and online meetings and the the collective was actually curated during covid so mm-hmm. that kind of kept me going and kept me get kept me like gave me faith sorry that okay toasting there's going to be a light at the end of this tunnel you know so i'm grateful you mentioned the X collective there and um, is that still is that still going is that still happening oh, um you know yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it started sort of as as um 
I suppose like a you know a COVID thing almost or and then it's yeah. still, so just tell me about that and sort of tell me sort of yes. you know what you're working on at the moment. So the X Collective is a community of like probably nearly 200 creatives who come together and we just make music and we collaborate with each other as well. So I'm part of the X Collective and I've actually the X Collective has released two three singles mm. and I featured on two of the singles they've released and um one of the songs is called Ascension, which you need to go listen to. Ascension is just mind blowing. And the other song is called WB, which stands for wrong bitch, which is just like a sassy song. It's just like gas. It's kind of like a Gemma Bradley's song. in that, isn't she? From yes, Gemma, Gemma, yeah, yeah, Gemma Bradley's yes. in that. Yeah. I love Gemma. I went to college with Gemma. Oh, seriously, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I went to college with Gemma. I remember when she started off, she with her band. I was actually one of the backing vocalists, but then I ended up dropping out of it. <laughs> but I'm great. Gemma's great. That's because I was too busy. That's yeah. the reason. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah, no drama there. I was just too busy. Mm. But um, yeah. So the collective, we're still going. Um, we played at the Court Jazz Festival. We played in the Everyman Theater, which is massive. Um, it was great. We sold out that that um, that venue also um yeah we're working on new music right now we're actually playing the saint patrick's festival in mm. dublin and mm. um, so that's exciting um yeah i just know i know they're um, they're writing at the moment and we're just prepping for gigs and prepping for new singles well you, were, you mentioned there but like playing sort of like live music and sort of you know St. patrick's festival and different things you've played ep um and like i said you've played you know you know whelan's and workman's and different places you know is there would you say there's a massive difference or is there any difference at all between playing from, you know, like a, like a venue, like I say, like Workman's or Whelan's as opposed to more a festival um, vibe, or is it just great to be in front of a live audience? Like firstly, it's great to be in front of a live audience anytime, you know, yeah. get the opportunity, especially after COVID. But there's definitely for me, there was a difference playing in a venue and at a festival, like in a festival, like you don't know who you meet there, you know, yeah. Like everyone in the in the country is buying a ticket to the, um to a festival, especially EP. So at least for a, a gig and workmen's or readings, you know your crowd, you know who's buying tickets, you know your friends are gonna be there. But like at a festival, like I remember playing um opening that stage at EP and there was like at, at a stage there was like maybe like a hundred people there and then you close your eyes and you open, there's like a thousand people there. Yeah. You know, it was crazy and then like i remember after the performance like the entire weekend because we played on the friday uh-huh. so like the festival up to sunday you just get random people coming up to you like oh my god you're the girl who played last night oh my god oh my god oh you were daddy oh this you know it was crazy. <laughs> like it was yeah. just like god it was crazy um but no there's definitely a difference and you're just it just opens um opens you up to a bigger crowd you know, mm. playing festivals are just amazing, and I'm so grateful that I'm. I've, we've actually been booked for a couple of festivals, and um, for the summer, so I'm just ecstatic to get back into it. Happy days, happy days. I mean, like I want to chat also about you know your debut, um, EP, Get Your Life. I mean, it's a bold title, and it seems to be, as we've mentioned, discussed earlier. There's there's a theme of just you know sort of grabbing grabbing things, just like I'm taking no fucking shit. This is the way I see it. This is the way I fucking you know. Um, like, like, tell me, is that, is that just again another running theme within within your music? Yeah, get your life was. I remember I really battled with the name. I love the name, by the way. I think it's fucking classic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I didn't. Um, 
I just didn't know what to call the EP and I was going back and forth and I was just like oh god this is the hardest thing I've ever done but like it's essentially just like get your life like literally get your life and be the best you can be like it's in it's in the title like literally get it like girl go off that's a single off in the EP it's just like right, you know women empowerment yes get your life to the woman um oh lord is about having daddy issues and you know um just for it's it's for all women like I know people I've been in, in in interviews and people were like, oh, that's about you. That's about your dad. Oh, God, what's going on? So I'm just like, no, I actually have a great relationship with my dad. But it's really for, um, <laughs> it's for women who who have daddy issues. You know, I have a lot of friends who has a lot yeah. of daddy issues and they don't have dads and stuff like that. So, like, that, that song is for women, you know, and, like, in another you can see it in another way like you know what get your life without your dad get do you without your dad you know mm. um knock knock as well is about having really bad mental health issues yeah like looking at for, looking at that song in a different perspective you can also say you know what get your life and get out of that bad place you know so get your life was just such a perfect name for for us and um i just love it i would never change it for for a for anything no, it's it's very good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and like I said, it's it's it's, it's a great EP. So you know? I want to also very briefly discuss it. She, which was released in I think early 2021. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether this like for when I was listening to your stuff. I'm not saying that it was different, but it's is it like more of, is it even even more personal? Yeah, she yeah. was definitely. Um, she was quite raw, and mm. I could even say that she was the first single where yes it was Toshin but there was definitely a bit of Tosin in it as mm-hmm. well you know it was the very raw and mm. uh, kind of song and I felt like I really opened up to my fans and like that's one song I could definitely say okay it was about me you know mm-hmm. I definitely and funny enough that song was written I didn't write that song it was written for me it was from an ISAR perspective oh, okay. you know one of my friends Sean he wrote that like he's one of my best friends and he knows me very well and uh-huh. I'd always with him like problems I would have in my personal life and he you know he just came up to me one day he was like Tosin I wrote the song about you obviously I we, we changed a few lyrics and stuff of made it more per- yeah but uh yeah it was very 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 raw and it was just about genuinely just not loving myself mm. um my whole life and then when I got into a relationship when I was like 22 22 no when I was 23 I got into a relationship and you know, it was the first time I ever felt like, wow, I actually love me. You know, I didn't need, I didn't need affirmation from any guy or anybody to just, just tell me that, okay, I love you. But I actually genuinely just loved myself at 23. Yeah. I was just like, I'm great. I'm amazing. <laughs> Why did I ever have confidence in shoes? Why did I ever hate my, the way I looked physically, you know? And now I'd always look in the mirror and I'd be like, Towson, you're great looking. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm fucking loving it. Do you know what I mean? But you know, no negative fucking waves at all. Keep the positive no. energy flowing, you know. Um, speaking of people who are incredibly fucking, you know, positive energy on stage when they were, you were on the late late for a tribute to uh, the late Freddie Mercury. Okay, so yeah. number one, like, what the fuck? Like, how did that? Like, like that? I must have been mad. It was fucking crazy. It was literally the week before the late late show. I got an email being like um yeah they're looking for a female singer to do ready mercury um are you down for it and i was just like yeah. <laughs> i was like i'm working but it's on automatically i'm off <laughs> yeah. no one can talk done. um so i was pretty, pretty much shitting myself for the week i could not like literally cramming cramming the song and like it was bohemian rhapsody like i was like why is that the one they gave me yeah. oh my god <laughs> you know and then like 
on the day like they were like yeah you're not actually you're not going to be on stage you're actually going to walk out as well and I was just like okay I was like right wardrobe needs me. to be on fucking point here <laughs> and it was it was on point wardrobe hair makeup everything was on point but I um, know it was a great experience and I can't wait to go back please God and you know give them a bit of Toshin you know but paying tribute to Freddie Mercury and then doing Bohemian Rhapsody was massive like it was massive and I'm just I'm thankful that they picked me because they could have picked any other female singer in Ireland, you know, but they, they got Toshin, so I'm grateful. Happy days, happy days. So before we get on to sort of some of the quick fire questions, I want to ask you about a project that's sort of coming up. Um, You are a fan, and we're, we're both fucking big fans, of Aretha Franklin. Um, yeah. What's the crack with this? How did this come about? Like, talk to me. So basically, I used to do, I used to do like mini tribute gigs in Dublin, with um, Candlelight for Aretha Franklin and Nina Simone. Mm. And I just felt like I need, like, it, there were just, like, weird gigs in, like, a really cold room. Like, it was weird, but it was, like, and I was just, like, what am I doing here, you know? And then I played the gig, and I was, like, oh, this was amazing. I love Nina Simone. I love Aretha Franklin. This is great. And then, obviously, I seen the Aretha Franklin movie, and I was just, like, oh, my God, this is, she's amazing. I was, like, one day, I was, like, you know what? I want to pay tribute to this woman. And it's something that's actually been on my mind for the longest time, but I just mm. never really had the confidence to do something, especially like Aretha Franklin. She's like, like iconic. Icon- yeah. <laughs> like, she's iconic. Do you know, I was like, can I really do this? Then I watched the movie and I was like, here, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And then um, I was talking to my agent, Owen Krieg, and I was like, here, I really need to to do this show and I was, I was like I don't have the confidence to do it though and like I don't really have a venue and like oh you know what let's forget about it I don't think I'll do it anymore and he's like no 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 Tosin no we're gonna do it and like literally I had a meeting with him in the morning at like 12 or in the afternoon and then literally by four he messaged me like yeah got the sugar club got the venue it's happening and as soon as the venue was booked I was like all right here we go <laughs> booked my band booked um, back on vocalist got the outfits i have three outfits for that night got my outfits made that one three getting made. yeah three outfits of course <laughs> you're like well i'm doing this fucking stylist that's fucking way <laughs> my stylist is literally on the ball she's she designed the outfits and they're so they're getting sewn in nigeria at the moment for my tailor it's a 10-piece band as well and the night i have two guest artists and yeah it's going to be bleeding mental and I, my parents are flying down from the UK. My family from the UK, so they're flying down to come see me. It's, it's gonna be pretty mad. I'm super like this is one of the gigs I can actually say that I'm nervous, like from the bottom of my stomach. There's uh-huh. nerves, but I know on the day it's just I'm gonna over- overcome it all, and it's gonna be Amer- amazing. The American accent might come out that night. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 that's understandable. So I mean, yeah, it's gonna be mad, but I'm I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing for it. And what date is that? Is there tickets left? Tell me the crack there. So it's on the 2nd of April. It's mm-hmm. in the Sugar Club Dublin on Leeson Street. And um, we've sold over 150 tickets. Brilliant. And capacity is pretty tight. So um, there's only, there's the last few tickets left. Um, but we're probably have to, we're going to call sold out very, very soon. Mm. Um, just because it's, all the seats are gone. All the seats are gone. So it's just, we only have standing tickets left. So um, it's gonna be amazing. There's still a month to go, a month to go to promote the gig and to sell tickets. But um, I say in the next less than three weeks, they'll probably be sold out. So I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited. How it is? How it is? I'm I'm excited for you. You see, you feel though you're oozing the excitement. Do you know what I mean? I am. 
I really am. I haven't gigged since that last gig in Whedon's on the 1st of November. So I'm sweating. <laughs> Fair play. We'll give you a quick fire question before I let you go. Um, and we ask everybody the same questions. So the first one is this. If you were a drink, alcohol or otherwise, what would you be? Now, if Sean was here, Sean would say that Jack, myself, is like a pint of Guinness. I'm an acquired taste and people pretend to like me. Oh. <laughs> That's usually what Sean says. So um, <laughs> you can be any, any drink at all. So people have said Ribena before. People have said milk. People have said different types of cocktails. People have said anything. I feel like if I was a drink, like the first thing that came to mind was a Capri Sun. <laughs> Quality, <laughs> refreshment champions. <laughs> like everyone always loves a Capri Sun. Like you can't go wrong with a Capri Sun. No. Whether you're old or young, you just love a Capri Sun. And I just remember I used to buy, like when I, during COVID, I used to always buy just boxes of Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if I was a drink, I'd be a Capri Sun. Like who doesn't love a Capri Sun? They're Perfect. vintage. Yeah, they are. They are vintage, and they will, you know, always be. You know exactly. So I'm a Capri Sun. Yeah, I'll take that. I'm craving a Capri Sun. Okay, I'm gonna have to get one in the shop later. <laughs> um, if you had a superpower, what would your superpower be, and what would you do with it? If I had a superpower, mm, I don't know. It's probably to never age. Mm. <laughs> a bit of Dorian Gray stuff going on over here. <laughs> don't want to ever age oh my god yes me and my crappy son are not aging literally it's a <laughs> new single like no um, I probably I never age I just want to live life I just want to just keep going so yeah. keep going I want to have the strength the strength that I have now I want to keep having it because I know one day I'm just going to go old and I won't be able to do anything and I love to be busy yeah I know I know I know but you have you, plenty of time for that you have plenty of time you know Absolutely. Um, okay so talk to me Crisps, crisp sandwich. Do you eat them? And if you had a crisp sandwich, do you have an ideal type of crisp sandwich? Okay, I love crisps, and I'm actually like my favorite crisp is right here beside me, and I'm so excited to eat that. <laughs> I, get, I end oh. up in the corner. <laughs> I can literally, you know, I've been sweating for. It. But I've had a crisp sandwich. Obviously, everyone has had the iconic Tato, mm. and I did like it. But like, I like that's when I was like 15. I don't know how I feel like now that I'm 25, 10 years later, but I have one. I might have to try it, but like my favorite place right now is Hunky Dory's. Would I try Hunky Dory's? The buffalo flavor mm. in a bread. It, it could work. But I, I'm I telling like, you. Mm, mm. I don't know. I'll have to see. Maybe <laughs> after, literally after this, I'm going to the shop to buy a loaf of bread and Capri Sun. Uh, yeah, and some butter. Make sure it's plenty of butter on a plate. Oh, of course. I have my butter. And don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, okay. If you were to go on a date with anybody, living or dead, who would it be? Uh, what would you do? Now, it doesn't have to be um, a romantic date. It can just be like a dinner date. But, you know, each mm. yourself. Oh, that's so hard. Oh, um, if I was going to date anyone, living or dead. Um, I don't know why. Jennifer Hudson. I know she's, oh. she's just right. Yeah. Okay. Just, you know, just she just seems like great crack. Yeah. And then obviously he's definitely had a past. And then definitely, like, she did a bit of Aretha as well. I'd love to talk uh-huh. to her, you know, about her experience and how she got on. Because, like, imagine being told, like, Aretha before Aretha died, picked Jennifer Hudson to, yeah. you know, be Aretha. The, yeah, the player. So, yeah. just have a chat with Jennifer Hudson and just have a laugh with her. I think she'd be great crack. Yeah, a few drinks, a few scoops, yeah. talk about a shade, yeah. 
karaoke next. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing about karaoke is, though, uh, Tosin, that people are meant to be like shitty at karaoke, but you and her would get up and fucking bomb it. Or you turn up with fucking rocket. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know. He makes it. I don't check for Hudson. Yeah. Uh, but that would be a good day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the final question. Um, if you had a magic ball and you could play at any venue in the world, um, so you, some people have said Glastonbury, others have said, you know, they're local, um, you know, who who would it be? Would you headline it? Would you get somebody else to headline it? What would be the crack? So my dream since I've seen Justin Bieber and everything ever is to play the Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Like that is my dream and it will happen. I know I spoke it into existence and I know it will happen. Like, remember this on this podcast that I said it. Tosin, you said it fucking here. I'm going to play the Madison Square Garden and you're going to be there with me, Jack. I'm going to bring you on. I'm going to play Madison Square Garden. That's my iconic, my my iconic, that's my my dream. And I think I would like to headline. Actually, I don't think I know. And I will headline <laughs> um, that, that venue. And yeah, maybe with Jennifer Hudson. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, that's fucking okay. Bring Jen up, say, come on, Jen, for the crack. Come on, let's yeah, rock and roll. Yeah, let's Jen, Jen. <laughs> well, look, um, before we go, um, do you want to just, you know, tell whoever's listening where they can find your music? And again, just um, remember about the Aretha Franklin show, the dates and where it's going to be. Yeah, so you can find my music on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Music, Deezer, all those music platforms. Um, I'm also on Instagram as Toshin Music and Facebook and Twitter, Toshin Band on Twitter. You can also email me at ToshinBandOfficial at gmail.com. I'm always up for a chat. I will not give you my phone number, but if you ask nicely <laughs> and you're not, let's go for it. Yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> let's see what happens. And yes, Aretha Franklin, that's my next um, headline show in the Sugar Club on the 2nd of April, 2021. You never know who's listening. 2021. <laughs> uh, yeah, tickets are still on sale. You can get them on Eventbrite. And there might be a few tickets left in the door, but I wouldn't wait till then. Mm. I'll get them there. So get your tickets, folks. Get your tickets as soon as possible. Stop, full stop. Hope to see you there, Jack. Hope without a doubt. Without a doubt. Well, look, a <laughs> massive, massive thank you for coming on. And like I said, it's crazy. This, um, in, into your incredibly busy schedule. Toast and Toshing, you've been a fucking legend. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>